I'm stubborn and sometimes get in my own way. Do you have any tips on how I can actually keep the well-intentioned plans I made a day, week, or month earlier? So we typically do have good intentions, but they don't always pan out, as I think we know from experience, the way we might have planned. And sometimes part of the problem is conflicting priorities. So a useful thing to do is, when you're setting intentions or goals, is to make sure they're clear, because sometimes they're a bit fuzzy and it's a bit hard to achieve them then, and it's a bit hard to measure them, whether you've actually achieved them because they're a little bit vague. So being a bit more specific can be helpful. You don't need to be ridiculously fastidious here and get every single detail right and get a spreadsheet and color code every minute of the day. I don't mean like that, but I just mean to be able to literally picture what you're talking about. If somebody says, you know, well, I want to, you know, be more productive, at what? When, how, you know, just to clarify a little bit, and you don't need to limit yourself to those definitions. It can evolve and change as time goes by. But just to have some clarity, generally, if you can't actually picture it, it's rather hard to make it happen. It's rather hard to turn it into a habit. So a bit of clarity there is useful. But another thing to consider as part of clarity is conflicting priorities. And this is where forming a clearer mental image can be helpful or doing it physically. Make a mood board if you want and pin a few pictures together that you find online digitally or physically together so that you can actually picture what it is that you want. And then then you start to see it more clearly and think about it more vividly. That can be really useful. Uh, Or write it down, write a nice written description that conjures a nice mental image or draw a picture of it. There's a variety of options that you might consider. And as you do that, as you become a bit clearer, one of the things you might notice is if those priorities conflict with other priorities, and this is often, you know, time and time again, because I do so much habit-based work with clients one-to-one or in workshops or trainings or research in the area. And, you know, one of the themes you see again and again and again that just keeps coming up is conflicting priorities. So we want something, but we also want something else. And the two things kind of knock into each other or at least seem to knock into each other. Now, often if you reflect in a bit more depth, you can find ways of reconciling conflicting desires. So sometimes you just need to maybe cut one for the moment, postpone it maybe to later or leave it out and focus on what is actually the most important thing right now. But sometimes you can actually find ways, if both are important, or even more, three or four things are important, you can actually find ways of integrating them together. Because sometimes it's just a coordination issue. You know, somebody might want to be very productive at work, but they might also want family time, and they might also want a bit of personal time for health and development. So it's not that those things need to be attention. Of course, there is only so much time in the day, and we may never be able to give them all the time we would like to. But what you can find sometimes is with a bit of basic structure that you can actually work smarter rather than harder. And with certain types of work, at least, you can get more done in a shorter period of time so that you're maybe working and then switching off. You're in a better place then to spend quality time with family. And even if that's not as much as you might like, you're in a good place. So there's a good quality to it, which satisfies them and satisfies you. And then you get maybe a bit of you time and then... Again, even if that's not extensive, even if it's just a little time, it has great quality to it. And then when you switch back on to do your productive work, 
you're actually rested and energized. You're more efficient at it. So you know these are the kinds of shifts that that, that can uh, come about when you consider those values. But it requires, I suppose, fleshing them out a little bit in order to be able to uh, see that to begin with. So as you get a bit clearer on what that might actually look like, a good thing to do as well here is to, I suppose, recognize any stubbornness that's there and make a bit of a deal with yourself. Because what stubbornness often is in practice is, is a bit of an inner battle between the present you and maybe the future you, and to some extent the past you as well, who set the whole thing in motion. So what I mean by that is, you know, the past you might have said that, all right, tomorrow you're going to do X, whatever that might be. Then when tomorrow comes, the present you says, oh, I don't feel like doing X. That's the last thing I feel like doing. I'll do it some other time or I'm not bothered or, you know, screw that. Okay, so we've got a bit of a conflict there between the past you and the present you. But of course, the future you might very well say, well, please do X because it's going to really, really benefit me massively. So if you imagine it almost like a little dialogue like that, you can see that there's different perspectives. So my point here is not that you need to ignore the present you and just because it makes sense and it's beneficial in the future that you need to necessarily do it exactly as you would have hoped. But at very least, if you can think of the needs of the present you and the future you and say, well, can we make a bit of a deal here? You know, <laughs> the future you is saying, well, look, please be active right now for a few hours because I'm going to be fit and I'm going to look great in the future. OK, that's a valid point. However, the present you might well be saying, yeah, but I'm absolutely exhausted. and I don't have a few hours right now. I want to just chill out. So if you think of those two sets of concerns, maybe you can figure something out and you can say, well, can you, you know, do 10 minutes of activity now? It's not nothing, it's something. And then maybe you can have further smaller sessions after that so that it actually gives something to the future you, but then the present you gets to, you know, maybe chill out a little bit as well, that there could be some compromise there. So, you know, there's give and take, and this is not necessarily something that you're going to figure out in one negotiation. You know, it might take a little bit of toing and froing over time. But very often that inner stubbornness, that kind of rebelliousness that we feel, it often comes from a good place because very often we do need to chill out sometimes or be active at other times. But I think when you can consider the past and the present and the future, you can hopefully then make better decisions. And they're actually more enjoyable for you in the moment anyway, you know, because very often just that feeling of disengagement or pushing back to your own goals. It doesn't actually feel great in the present anyway. You know, it might feel okay. It might be some relief in not having to do something. But very often it's there in the back of the mind anyway. You know, it's using a bit of bandwidth. It's a program that's running on your computer. So you're not actually fully enjoying the present. So if you can respect the needs for your future and your past commitments, as well as your wellness in the present moment, that's going to feel better in the present moment, as well as be better for the future you because tomorrow's you isn't too far off and then you get to enjoy that as well. Another little thing you can do here is if you are just an absolute rebel and that's in your nature you just have to fight at things and pick them. Sometimes what you can do is give yourself a few options as well so you get to dismiss one or two of them <laughs> and then make a choice yourself. Sometimes people need choice. 
And this is done sometimes rather cynically by advertising agencies, uh, by governments, by restaurants, by salespeople, where they'll say, no, no, you be in charge, you're in control, you make the decision. Now, choose from A, B, or C. There you go, you're empowered. <laughs> so sometimes that's what they do. And it's kind of scarily effective sometimes because we feel that we have a sense of choice. But of course, they're choosing the options that are there. So that's something you might want to consider in your internal negotiations, but not in a cynical way. You know, think genuinely what is good for the present you, the past you, and the future you. Come up with a few options. Then give yourself in the present those options and then select whichever is the uh, least objectionable from amongst them. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on jfl.com.